cast sorrowful glances on all things in and around it, and kissed the threshold. Then he bethought him of his brother Nur ad-Din Ali, and how he had died in a strange land, far from kith and kin and friends. And he wept, and repeated these lines. I wander mid these walls, my Lila's walls, and kissing this and other wall I roam. Tis not the walls or roof my heart so loves, but those who in this house had made their home. Then he passed through the gate into a courtyard, and found a vaulted doorway, builded of hardest cyanite, inlaid with sundry kinds of multicoloured marble. Into this he walked, and wandered about the house, and throwing many a glance around, saw the name of his brother, Nur ad-Din, written in gold wash upon the walls. So he went up to the inscription, and kissed it, and wept, and thought of how he had been separated from his brother, and had now lost him for ever, and he recited these couplets. I ask of you from every rising sun, and eke I ask when flasheth leaven light. When I pass my nights in passion pain, yet ne'er I plain me of my painful plight. My love, if longer last this parting throw, little by little shall it waste my sprite. And thou wouldst bless these eyne with sight of thee, one day on earth I crave none other sight. Think not another could possess my mind, nor length nor breadth for other love I find. Then he walked on till he came to the apartment of his brother's widow, the mother of Badr ad-Din Hassan the Egyptian. Now, from the time of her son's disappearance, she had never ceased weeping and wailing through the light hours and the dark, and when the years grew longsome with her, she built for him a tomb of marble in the midst of the saloon, and there used to weep for him day and night, never sleeping save thereby. When the wazir drew near her apartment, he heard her voice, and stood behind the door while she addressed the sepulchre in verse, and said, Answer by Allah, sepulchre, are all his beauties gone? Hath changed the power to blight his charms, that beauty's paragon? Thou art not earth, O sepulchre, thou art not sky to me. How comes it then in thee I see conjoint the branch and moon? While she was bemoaning herself after this fashion, Behold, the wazir went into her and saluted her, and informed her that he was her husband's brother, and telling her all that had passed between them, laid open before her the whole story, how her son, Badr ad-Din Hassan, had spent a whole night with his daughter full ten years ago, but had disappeared in the morning. And he ended with saying, My daughter conceived by thy son, and bare a male child, who is now with me, and he is thy son and thy son's son by my daughter. When she heard the tidings that her boy, Badr ad-Din, was still alive, and saw her brother-in-law, she rose up to him, and threw herself at his feet, and kissed them, reciting these lines. Allah be good to him that gives glad tidings of thy steps. In very sooth, for better news, mine ears would never sue. Were he content with worn-out robe, upon his back I'd throw a heart to pieces rent, and torn when heard the word adieu. Then the wazir sent for Ajib, and his grandmother stood up, and fell on his neck and wept. But Shams ad-Din said to her, This is no time for weeping. This is the time to get thee ready for travelling with us to the land of Egypt. Haply Allah will reunite me and thee with thy son and my nephew. 
replied she, hearkening and obedience, and rising at once, collected her baggage and treasures and her jewels, and equipped herself and her slave-girls for the march, whilst the wazir went to take his leave of the sultan of Bassora, who sent by him presents and rarities for the soldan of Egypt. Then he set out at once upon his homeward march, and journeyed till he came to Damascus city, where he alighted in the usual place, and pitched tents, and said to his suite, We will halt a sen-night here to buy presents and rare things for the soldan. Now Ajib bethought him of the past, so he said to the eunuch, O oh, like, I want a little diversion. Come, let us go down to the great bazaar of Damascus, and see what hath become of the cook whose sweetmeats we ate, and whose head we broke, for indeed he was kind to us, and we entreated him scurvily. The eunuch answered, Hearing is obeying. So they went forth from the tents, and the tie of blood drew Ajib towards his father, and forthwith they passed through the gateway, Bab al-Faradis height, and entered the city, and ceased not walking through the streets till they reached the cook-shop, where they found Hassan of Basura standing at the door. It was near the time of mid-afternoon prayer, and it so fortuned that he had just dressed a confection of pomegranate grains. When the twain drew near to him, and Ajib saw him, his heart yearned towards him, and noticing the scar of the blow, which time had darkened on his brow, he said to him, Peace be on thee, O man, know that my heart is with thee. But when Badr ad-Din looked upon his son, his vitals yearned, and his heart fluttered, and he hung his head earthwards, and sought to make his tongue give utterance to his words, but he could not. Then he raised his head humbly and suppliant-wise towards his boy, and repeated these couplets. I longed for my beloved, but when I saw his face, abashed I held my tongue, and stood with downcast eye, and hung my head in dread, and would have hid my love. But do whatso I would, hidden it would not lie. Volumes of plaints I had prepared, reproach and blame, but when we met, no single word remembered I. And then said he to them, Heal my broken heart, and eat of my sweetmeats, for by Allah I cannot look at thee, but my heart flutters. Indeed I should not have followed thee the other day, but that I was beside myself. By Allah, answered Ajib, thou dost indeed love us. We ate in thy house a mouthful when we were here before, and thou madest us repent of it for that thou followedst us, and wouldst have disgraced us. So now we will not eat aught with thee, save on condition that thou make oath not to go out after us, nor dog us. Otherwise we will not visit thee again during our present stay, for we shall halt a week here, whilst my grandfather buys certain presents for the king. Quoth Hassan of Basura, I promise you this. So Ajib and the eunuch entered the shop, and his father set before them a saucer full of conserve of pomegranate grains. Said Ajib, Sit thee down and eat with us, so haply shall Allah dispel our sorrows. Hassan the Basorite was joyful, and sat down and ate with them, but his eyes kept gazing fixedly on Ajib's face, for his very heart and vitals clove to him, and at last the boy said to him, Did I not tell thee thou art a most noyous dotard? so do stint thy staring in my face. But when Hassan of Basura heard his son's words, he repeated these lines. Thou hast some art the hearts of men to clip, 
close-veiled far-hidden mystery dark and deep o thou whose beauties sham the lustrous moon wherewith the saffron morn fears rivalship thy beauty is a shrine shall ne'er decay whose signs shall grow until they all outstrip must i be thirst-burnt by that eden brow and die of pine to taste that kawzar lip hasan kept putting morsels into ajib's mouth at one time and at another time did the same by the eunuch and they ate till they were satisfied and could no more then all rose up and the cook poured water on their hands and loosing a silken waist shawl dried them and sprinkled them with rose water from a casting bottle he had by him then he went out and presently returned with a gugglet of sherbet flavoured with rose water scented with musk and cooled with snow and he set this before them saying complete your kindness to me so ajib took the gugglet and drank and passed it to the eunuch and it went round till their stomachs were full and they were surfeited with a meal larger than their wont then they went away and made haste in walking till they reached the tents and ajib went in to his grandmother who kissed him and thinking of her son badradin hasan groaned aloud and wept and recited these lines i still had hoped to see thee and enjoy thy sight for in thine absence life has lost its kindly light i swear my vitals what none other love but thine by allah who can read the secrets of the sprite then she asked ajib o my son where hast thou been and he answered in damascus city whereupon she rose and set before him a bit of scone and a saucer of conserve of pomegranate grains which was too little sweetened and she said to the eunuch sit down with thy master said the servant to himself by allah we have no mind to eat i cannot bear the smell of bread but he sat down and so did ajib though his stomach was full of what he had eaten already and drunken nevertheless he took a bit of the bread and dipped it in the pomegranate conserve and made shift to eat it but he found it too little sweetened for he was cloyed and surfeited so he said what be this wild beast stuff oh my son cried his grandmother dost thou find fault with my cookery i cook this myself and none can cook it as nicely as i can save thy father badradin hasan by allah o oh my lady ajib answered this dish is nasty stuff for we saw but now in the city of bassorah a cook who so dresseth pomegranate grains that the very smell openeth a way to the heart and the taste would make a full man long to eat and as for this mess compared with his tis not worth either much or little when his grandmother heard his words she waxed wroth with exceeding wrath and looked at the servant and shahrazad perceived the dawn of the day and ceased to say her permitted say end of section 16